0: To save the day. Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems, home improvement problems that is, and for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email or call into the show. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is
1: Mighty House. All right, there we go. Good evening. Let's turn this all the way down for you. All
0: right. Can you hear us, Rich? I can hear you just fine. Excellent. All right. There we go. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about heat and water.
1: Hot water heaters?
0: No. Water heaters. (laughs) The red thing behind you is a hot water heater.
1: Uh, Oh, that is... Yes, correct.
0: This gold thing... Is a water heater. The red thing is a hot water heater.
1: Because it's already hot water, it makes it hotter.
0: Yeah, it's boiling it.
1: Although, if water's coming in at 70 degrees, is that warm or is that cold?
0: You dive in, it's cold.
1: Yeah, okay. So then you're going to, when you take it up to 120, then it's hot.
0: Yes. Okay. All right, good. Well, you can join us on Facebook. No reason to heat hot water.
1: You can join us on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Periscope Live right now. Brought to you in part by Mr. Floor and Mr. Floor Cleaning Products. And wherever you're watching, make sure you, uh, click on the like button that's down over in here somewhere. And, uh, and you can click on the subscribe. Yeah. Over here. Over here. Right in, right in there. And then yeah. also there's like a little bell next to it. Make sure you click on that bell also because then that will let you know when we hit the air and we're going live or we're posting something new. So. Uh, podcast of previous shows if you missed it the live broadcast is available at mightyhouse.net stitcher itunes tune in soundcloud and on home improvement usa.com find links to all of them at mightyhouse.net and if somebody wanted to sign up for the newsletter rich how do they do that
0: go to mightyhouse.net click on the contact us page all we're looking for is your first and last name your email address scroll on down and click on boom done
1: boom done just like that
0: it's really that easy
1: it is it is really that easy and are you ready there fuzzy because yep. we have somebody new, uh, new that hasn't been around like in months. Uh
0: huh. Seems like.
1: Yeah. Who, who? Can you show us? <laughs> there she is. Hey, Hi, Robbie. Glasses
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> so it How was like Florida? It, it was warm. It was warm. It was warm, and we encountered some things we hadn't encountered before, including a rattlesnake. Ooh. Well, actually, so you I had didn't dinner. Hurt. That's what people said, Ron yeah. Cowgill. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my cousins who's lived there his whole life, he says, it's been 40 years since he's seen a rattlesnake in Florida. And we saw, or Don saw a huge one. And I saved a turtle by carrying it across the road.
1: Yeah, Ian does that too. Yeah. We're riding motorcycles 70 miles an hour down the road. All of a sudden, stops. He gets up. Wow, you're just knocking stuff over. And I, and he, get, he stops the motorcycle right mm-hmm. in the middle of the road, picks up the, the turtles. And you motorcycle. have to. Yeah. Yeah, he he does.
2: And uh, we saw an alligator, and so I think we hit the trifecta.
1: Excellent.
0: Mm-hmm. No manatees or dolphins.
2: We did see dolphins, and we heard manatees, but we didn't see them.
1: The sea cows were uh, were talking.
2: Yeah, because they. That's oh. exactly what they sound like. The more they sound more like a seahorse. Okay. And then we run and we get the fresh water from the hose, uh-huh. and we put it down there, but because they'll drink fresh water. Oh. They had already passed, so we didn't get go. them. Got it. How are you guys?
1: Good, good. So good. We're, we're talking water heaters today, Rich. Is that it?
0: That is correct, sir.
1: Okay. And um, just basically, I think we ought to start just what's inside of this little thing right here. That We ought to talk about that. Just what is what are the parts of a water heater that it's going to be pretty consistent throughout the whole thing. Um, well, where'd you go? There you are.
0: I'm behind the graphic.
1: Okay, so basically, I uh, I don't have my pointy button. Oh, there we go. So we've got a gas water heater right here, electric water heater. It gets the gas one, correct? So um, and and those are the these are probably what you're going to see in what you say eighty percent of the homes around in in the country. Oh yeah. So it's fairly obvious. So you've got your uh, cold water inlet. Your hot water is coming out. You can see that there through the tubes. It comes down into the into the water heater. This one's got the gas line right there. This one, mm-hmm. the electric one, has the two electric heaters. So those are the elements that heat the water. Um, and then again, on the electric one, there is no vent like here because it's because electric. Because it
0: doesn't make fumes.
1: It doesn't. It's just got this little cord that plugs in. Uh, but they both have this pressure relief valve, too. It's so it's pressure relief if it over... Boils too far, it can then relieve that pressure, and uh, and let the water out and, and depressurize. Yes.
0: So yes. hopefully not blow up your house.
1: <laughs> yes, you don't want to blow up your house. That's not a good thing. And um, so depending on what part of the country you're in, you may have a gas or propane and and or a uh, an electric water heater. So mm-hmm. um, and we'll get into all the all the different parts of it. And uh, next up is. The anode rod, which we've got, I've got some, that's what Robbie's been knocking over here. See, um, this. How dare so
0: he. the purpose of an anode rod is it's a sacrificial piece of metal so that the water heater doesn't get attacked by the metals or hard substances in your water. Correct. It's designed to eat the anode rod.
1: Yes. So that the anode rod is a sacrificial rod so that that way this rots out versus your water tank. Now, when this goes away, that makes your water heater go away a lot faster. Yes, Robbie?
2: Did you guys have a lot of dumb jokes while I was gone? Why? Because you said it's a sacrificial rod. Sure. And, you know, I'm thinking, Illinois, Rod, <laughs> not going there. Oh,
0: anymore. he's out now anyway. Yeah,
1: he's, he's done.
2: <laughs> We're
1: done. We're done. Move on. <laughs> so we've got a aluminum one, which is probably the standard one you're going to get in most water heaters. But why? Because it's the cheapest. There you go. But
0: and you, then the other one is.
1: This one is magnesium. And a magnesium yes. anode rod is is better than the aluminum. and it depends on the type of water you have. but uh, generally speaking, the magnesium' is going to uh, last longer and do a better job of um,
0: sacrificing
1: sacrificing itself, correct. Now a lot of times, you may have a problem with getting this, once the water's installed, to replace that. Can you, uh, let's see, yeah, go to that one. So you, you're pulling that out, out of there, right here. Whoop, right mm-hmm. there. So you're going to take this rod out, what's left of it, and you're going to have to slide this new one in. But with it installed, you may not be able to get it in there because the ceiling's going to be in the way.
0: Right. Got a four-foot rod and a two-foot ceiling height.
1: Yeah, so that, that's when you get the nunchucks. And you have this one, so that that way it comes in segments. And you can now drop this down in there, and then it threads in the bottom.
0: How often do I want to replace my anode rod?
1: Every time that it goes bad. But I would say...
2: How do you know when it's bad?
0: <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> Every time it goes bad. It's in a big water heater, right? Right. How do I know?
0: I don't have an anode rod checking window in my water heater.
1: No, we don't. And see, there's something they ought to do. So now you would take this out, and it would show us the next one there, Fuzzy. So there's your old anode rod. You can see how it's sacrificing itself. It's rusting, basically. It's rotting away. And there's your brand new one. Show us another one. Okay, but
0: the stuff that breaks off the old one is that what's sitting in the bottom of my tank going crackly pop
1: yeah going doing the snap uh, snap crackle pop when when it turns on and you hear it sounds like it's just boiling and gurgling that's what's going on so you can see this one's really been uh bad and over time
0: on its last leg
1: yeah so after a couple of years you could take this out and not even see anything there yes robbie
2: so without opening up there's no way to know
1: no you'd have to Take that rod. Yeah, every once in a while, every year, every two years when you're servicing your water heater, like nobody does, he right. would test it and check it.
2: That's what I was wondering. Does it last six months? Does it last a year? What's a good time to it, check it? It could, it could last
1: uh, five years. It depends on the type of water you have, ultimately. so. Um, but you've got the different rods here. If you, can, if you can go with the magnesium, put the magnesium rod in. And um, but this is probably the, this aluminum one is what you'll probably find in your water heater. And if you don't have the headroom, you can use these. And they do have these at uh, the big box stores, at, but you have to ask for them because most people, most of the kids there probably wouldn't <laughs> know what to do. Wouldn't know. <laughs> no. So yeah, obviously, if you don't have a plumbing <laughs> supply house close by that you can hit, hit up. Right. Uh, these are the. This is the way to do it. So, um, and then the the other more uh, important part is. There's a dip tube in here, so where the cold water comes in, that dip tube. Then you can see how it pushes the water to the bottom, so that that cold water is now going to the bottom, and then it's heating up, and it's rising up, and then it's going out. Right. The hot water. So if all of a sudden your water heater doesn't seem like it's heating, heating water well, or for a very long time, what's what's wrong with that, Rich? What's that? What's going on?
0: You're short circuiting. You're just the, hot, the cold water's coming in at the top of the tank, going right. directly over to the outlet on the hot water side, so you're not getting heated water properly. Right, because this dip now, tube. Now, here's a question: Is that dip tube is almost the same length as an anode rod? Yes. So if I couldn't get the anode rod in, how do I get that in?
1: <laughs> I don't. know. now? You're stuck, dude. I can't help you there. You're gonna have to use a piece of garden hose or something.
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> just saying yeah so now you we take don't the- have a flexible dip tube huh
1: no so now you'd have to take it all apart drain it lay it on its side put in your new dip tube and then tip put- it
0: anyway right yeah
1: yeah so yeah. um but a lot of times what happens is you say well i just turned on the hot water and my shower's already cold i didn't go through 40 gallons of water but that's because this this plastic dip tube here is rotted away and gone and so then, like Rich said, the water comes in the top here and just goes right over to the hot water and goes back out. And you have all this nice, warm, hot water in the tank that never gets used.
3: That's what I was going to ask is, if you don't have a rod, does your dip tube become the rod?
0: Probably not because no. it's plastic. No. So okay. it's, it's actually the anode rod is trying to keep the metals from being eaten.
1: Right. And there, there was a period of time where a lot of them, the plastic... Didn't last very long because of the heat, so they were breaking down. And when you would, you know, just open up to drain the tank out and and flush it, you'd see all those plastic chunks coming out because that dip tube was gone. So, yeah. um, so it's just it's another thing that you can check and and, uh, and at least now you know what the parts are.
0: Yeah, just make sure you know if your local hardware stores open and don't start this at seven o'clock at night.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> or or on a Sunday. You don't yeah. do this on a Sunday. <laughs> so, all right, and uh, the last. Oh, so there is your dip tube. Look at that. See how pretty that is. Mm-hmm. It just slides right in there. What? You got another shot? One more? Nope. Okay. So now, uh, basically, you, you you have a bunch of different heating sources. That again, two common right. ones are the electric and the gas. Right, and and so
0: there's everything everybody's familiar with, but um, with changes to the energy codes, we're not using. Standard electric or gas, very much at all anymore. Right. So, a lot of places won't allow it.
1: Correct. And this is this would just be your standard regular water heater. They're they're you know what three, four hundred bucks. They, they're not very efficient, but they they do the job. They heat the water. So, um, there's the gas burners right there, and then the flue it just it goes up and then it goes out. Um, in this case, over on the electric side, you've got you know a, a 220 service going to it, and you have your two. Heating elements right there, uh, right next to Rich's. Right? The
0: electric, I think, is still more efficient than the the gas. To be honest, but depending on where you live, if your electric rates are high, it's no good. No Correct. bueno. Correct. But then the, the gas-fired ones are probably only seventy percent efficient, so thirty percent of your money goes up the flue.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. The gas temperatures, what they could be like three hundred degrees going out there because that's just all wasted, wasted heat going out through there. That's why they don't right. like use them anymore. So. Next up is tankless.
0: It is drum roll? Oh, let me move out of the way.
1: Yeah. See this? I liked this install. I, it was amazing. I was looking for for pictures of tankless water heaters. Half of uh, everything I found just had flex tubes. They did not have it all Piking? piped in like this and and nice and yeah. clean installation. So. Um,
0: so that's typically all I use on our houses: propane-fired, okay, tankless water heaters. Um, and I always see, like I see a third pipe there. We always do the recirc pumps. Okay. And then most all of the water heaters that have them built in, um, we program them for morning and evening. So like 6 to 8 in the morning and then 5 to 10 at night. So you always have hot water at your sink instantly.
1: Right. And especially if you have a larger home where it's a long run from the water heater. Those recirculating right. lines really make a big difference. The other thing you can see right next to Rich's shoulder and right here next to mine are these expansion takes. That's the, te- the this, yeah, there you go, right there, those.
0: Uh, I have to get so far out of the way to get to that. Yeah, there now,
1: what what are those
0: on there for? Um, because the guy said you had to. <laughs> <laughs> um We don't put them on all of them, but what the expansion tank is for is to reduce hammering, and if you have an overpressured system, it's to eliminate some of that pressure.
1: Right, because as you heat water, obviously it expands. And if um, if, if you're on a well with a check valve that doesn't allow that water to expand and go back into the well, or you're on a city system that has a check valve at the meter and doesn't allow that water to backflow back through the meter, as that water expands, it has nowhere to expand. And now you're getting mm-hmm. into an overpressurization problem, and you could be tripping this right there. That pressure relief valve then could be going off because it's building yep. up too much pressure. So, what this tank does is absorb that extra pressure that's building up in the water, in, in the uh, hot water lines that, that are in, in the pipes themselves.
0: See, we don't have pressure because we have open Gets hot, it expands probably. <laughs>
1: oh, the plastic
0: just, it's opens not like up. copper.
1: Yeah, copper or no. galvanized pipe that are, that are solid. Right.
0: But no, I mean, those things are really great. But I do want to give people, when you go to a search for a tankless water heater, they are kind of real popular now. Yep. Um, watch where you have to install it. Make sure you've got the space for it. Make sure you can get the venting out sidewall very well. Correct. Um, and venting. then also look at your flow rates. So every water heater is going to have a chart and it's going to tell you if you have to raise the temperature of the water 40 degrees, you might only get four gallons per minute. Yes. But if you're going to raise it 15 degrees, then you can get nine gallons per minute. Yes. So make sure you look at those charts to check your flow rates so that you size the water heater properly.
1: And some of them will just have how many fixtures you can run with it. You know, It'll say that you can just do one shower or a shower and a sink. Something like mm-hmm. that. So, um, and that's probably why you've got dueling units here too. Is you know the the size of this home, there were too many bathrooms for for it to be able to handle the entire. Well,
0: I, that does not appear from the photograph that those two are interconnected. No, because most water heaters like that, you can actually connect them in series. One becomes your preheater; the other is your heater. Right. So when you're t- talking about trying to raise the water only 20 degrees and I get 6 gallons per minute, I can raise it 20 degrees in the first tank. Yep. Or in the first heater, another 20 degrees in the second and I can maintain 7 gallons per minute. Correct. Which then I can do on a large shower with body sprays or fill a tub. Right. So again, there's ways to make it work.
1: Right. And right now, like in the northern climates, the water coming in from the city it it could be 35 40 degrees right now so now you're asking that water heater to heat the water from 35 or 40 degrees to 120 the only way it can do that is to restrict the water flow so right. in in these tankless systems like this so that's why you may need a a tempering tank or you can or you can use dual units like what Rich is talking about here
0: so that's why and I think that's where we're heading next um or like the go ahead to your next one
1: the heat pump mhm so this was this is pretty cool, and I would think you guys are using these a lot down there.
0: We do that, and your next one, the hybrid, but or the uh, you know the, the condensating type, correct? But we'll wait to get to those. But no, we do use these, and it's sort of funny because everybody's garage is 90 degrees. Yeah. So if you put that out in the garage while it runs, it actually takes the heat out of the garage and cools the garage.
1: So this is like an air conditioner. Mm -hmm. Basically, that's sitting on top of a water heater, and like you said, and this is all electric, right? So there's no gas.
0: Yes, right. So
1: you can put this out. So it's just pulling
0: the heat out of the air, right? Heating your water and expelling cold air.
1: Which now you're air air conditioning your garage.
0: But it's only when it's running.
1: Correct. (laughs) Correct. So uh, it depends. You know, well, I guess so. In the morning, you'd be cooling off your garage pretty good, and then you know, depends on when you shower. Right. So, but that's it, especially like in, in Florida or in their southern climates where you have a a warm garage all the time, uh, or even outside. If it was outside, sitting on alongside, it would could and pull the heat.
0: Some places put them outside.
1: Really? Just I know. A
0: little shed roof over them.
1: Yep. And and so now that just pulls the heat right out of the air. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a very efficient way to 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 do it. You, you sneaking yes. in there, Robbie? Didn't mean to. I was just relaxing. Uh, uh, so you've got you've got that one and that again, that one is called the heat pump water heater and uh, very common I don't know necessarily use it if you're in the northern climates. You may not get away with it, but um you know anywhere south of Tennessee, I think you're gonna be more than fine with it. Uh, condensing water heaters, so this one the high efficiency. Condensing water, uh, water and, heaters, and we
0: do a lot of those in the eighty-gallon range.
1: Okay, and and you're using yep. propane. This you can see this one right here. It's got the gas burners or the propane burners right there, um, mm-hmm. and so you can get this in a tank system like this or in a uh, tankless. The condensing units uh, they come both ways, but the one unique thing about them is they all have the little drain there for the condensation. Uh, to be able to drain. So that you need a drain for that water to go down. Um, and what's happening is now the exhaust gases, like the previous one we were showing, you had 300-degree gases going out that main flue pipe. Now mm-hmm. that flue pipe is, is all those coils. So it's got to pass all the way through all that before it goes out. And um, And it's also pulling in cold air from outside. So that's a sealed combustion system. That's heating it. And because of the way it's coils out, uh, the exhaust coils out, it's using all that extra heat then to heat that water.
0: Right. So, and, and we've had a couple people that know stuff about water heaters that write essays on them. Yes. Um, <laughs> it kind of made it clear that in a lot of senses, if you're in a cold climate and you need, if you would need two tankless water heaters to make your house work, yep. that would be far less expensive and more effective to use one of the condensating like that.
1: Yes, Robbie.
2: Oh, wait. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Waiting for your shot. Yeah. Just get, make sure you're on. Out of my, who is your audience for this? Who is our audience for this? Yes.
1: I would say the average homeowner.
2: Because it's just a little...
1: Too technical?
2: I, I'm just yeah. a little bit. Good. Well, you that's know? why you're here. I want to know that's, things like, and forgive me if I miss this, but I want to know why I can turn on my hot water, and sometimes it takes forever, but if I have a tankless one, it's immediately right there. See, that's what a homeowner would want to know, not all this diagrams. Okay,
0: that's a great question. So (laughs) what you'd need to do is put a recirculating pump on your system.
2: I'm lost. What's a recirculating
0: pump? It's a pump. It's a pump that just pushes the water through all the pipes. So you can actually buy a thermal bypass, and you would go to the farthest fixture from your water heater, and you connect it to the hot and cold and then you have a pump that pumps hot water through the system, and it'll actually come back through the cold water side, go back to the water heater, and then you would have hot water faster. Yes. But yep. most high-end water heaters, particularly the tank type, the Renais and Renais, you know, they have built-in recirc pumps, so we always set those up for that.
1: Right. And the other option is you can run a separate pipe from the furthest point Back to your water heater, so now you're using just the hot that's water the
0: preferred heater. technique, yes. not the thermal bypass. But if it's an older home,
1: and you can't that might up, be your
0: only choice,
1: yeah. If you can't get into it, then that's that's the right. only other option. Um, but if you've got a basement or a crawl space, you can go to the farthest end, the uh, farthest part away, you throw a T in, in there, cut in a T and, a tee and loop it back. right
0: back to the water heater, put a pump on that, and put a timer, and boom, done.
1: So now that water heater, that hot water is there right now, right now, when you want it.
3: Yep. So, are you losing efficiency with that? Oh, as of course. Well, just for it being on all
1: the time. Oh yeah. No, you're, you're losing heat. You're you're heating the house. So during the winter, it's not maybe not that big of a deal. But if if it's during the summer, you've got the AC running, and then you're got this warm water. I mean, you can insulate the pipes, and, and that will help some. Um, and, re- right. and and insulate the return lines too.
0: And again, that's why you always have the timer on them. So, you know, you can change the timer settings based on when you get up. I mean, if you get up at 530 and you're out the door at 630, you can have the research pump common at, at 20 after 5 and yep. shut off at 6. Yep. So for that 40 minutes, it's recirculating. But if you don't use the research, as soon as you turn it on, whatever water is in that pipe, you have to drain that out to get hot water, right? So you're still yep. wasting gallons of water yep. waiting for the hot water. Yes. So this actually does save water, but might burn a little more energy. But you, how you set your timer is what's important.
2: Yes, right. We have a question on Facebook. Well, then, ask it. Um, little Charlie uh-huh. wants to know, what are good water heaters for areas that get tornadoes? And why would it make a difference is my question. Is
0: Anything it? that can be bolted down? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't make a difference where you live?
1: I don't think uh, so.
0: That- no, not, not regarding now I mean, tornadoes i mean tornado. You get 15 20 seconds warning i mean and that's the last thing on your mind save the water heater
1: right yeah i mean you're not if you don't you don't want an electric one because it's not going to if you if the power's out you're not going to be able to use it if it's a mm-hmm. if it's a natural gas or a propane one that would work as long as it didn't have a power vent unit um but i mean that that's some severe planning to right you would just want a basic water heater because if the well, and we up,
0: have hurricanes, so the rule for our water heaters is they all mechanicals must be above base flood. Uh huh. So, so if my base flood is eight foot, I got to have them at nine, one base flood plus one.
1: So that's why all them them are stacked on the walls, and <laughs> there's yes. like a, a shelf outside, and everything's sitting up on top of it. The generators yep. up there, the water heaters are up there. Yep, all that stuff. Yeah,
0: so yeah, and we mount our water heaters outside.
1: Yes.
0: we don't have freezing, so don't do that in Illinois. (laughs) No, but yes.
1: You had another question, Robbie?
2: No, it just went on me, so I was waving. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you're
1: waving to yourself? Is that what you were doing? Sorry. She's new at this.
0: She's much. been gone a few weeks. Yeah. It's, you know, the novelty's worn off on us, but she's just getting back into it.
3: But she's used to Saturday mornings is what it is. Wednesday yeah. nights, not so much, right?
2: Yeah. You no, know, and <laughs> right? I'm very pleased that you have a little fuzzy Robbie camera.
3: This is this is See? me or the guest.
2: Right. I, I like it. Had,
3: um Yep. We had Mr. Smith on there yesterday, or last week. Yes. yes. He
0: went to guess Washington. Yes, we're expanding. <laughs> And we're getting smoother. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know about that part. And for those right. who have noticed the matching t-shirts, yes. I outgrew mine. Huh? I outgrew mine. Huh? I must have been like 12 or something when I started with you guys. Yeah. And I've outgrown my shirt. So we'll have to get you a new one. Yeah.
1: We'll, but I, we'll work I, on
2: that. I did wear red, though.
1: Yeah, you fit. did. Just, just so it you fit. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect so uh, uh condensating water pumps we've talked about that that's how these work uh, mm-hmm. very efficient way to go if it's what would you say that's another 25 thirty percent more to, to go with their higher efficiency
0: well I mean like that particular one could be eight nineteen nine hundred bucks to eleven hundred dollars right so but uh, the tankless water heaters aren't free.
1: Oh no, those are those are even so more expensive.
0: Like fifteen, sixteen hundred for yeah. a really good one with the research pump. So if you're looking where you need two of them, you're at three grand. You're better off with one of those in an eighty gallon version.
1: And now this doesn't vent out with the furnace out the chimney anymore. This is going to have its own separate venting. Um, mm-hmm. If you go back to the, uh, the the tankless one, keep going back one more. You can see. Well, oh, too far right there. See, the, 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 you have these, uh, these are vented out. They can do vent out the sidewall in stainless steel, or in this case, these are PVC, but that tells you how cool the, the air is going out now that it's actually PVC, and it's not going to overheat it or melt that. So um, the same thing with your high-efficiency water heater, so it can be vented out in PVC, and you can bring in that fresh air through the same uh, through the same through the same yeah, you're
0: not using combustion air from the house so you're right. not negatively pressuring the house and so on right it's good is,
3: is it because it's a smaller space that you're heating you don't need as much ventilation to come through smaller flame smaller pipe oh no the btus
1: then... of these are way more than a, a tank so oh really yeah
0: these yeah these they're, are... they're 199,000 btus yeah. i mean they're crazy yeah i was
1: gonna if, say 200 but they're efficient yes yeah. So, the other thing is if you have, if you have a tankless one, you may not want to and you have kids or teenagers, you may not want to do that. <laughs> yeah. If you have a system like this, there's no reason to get out of the shower no. You could just stay in there for a week. you'll never get cold water. So, um, right. take that into consideration depending on the uh, the family and the age of the people in the in the family or if they just like taking showers. You know. That right. that could be it too. Yes, Robbie.
2: I am just, it doesn't have to be a teenager.
1: <laughs> it could just say it.
2: could be a guy just named saying. Don. Is that what you're saying? Oh, gosh, no. He's like a five second shower. <laughs> I mean, the soap doesn't even drip down. It's just like out. <laughs> Me. Me. Solar
1: power. Now, uh, you, you would think that this would be more popular in the southern states and Florida, but I, re- this whole system is really just it's going away. Too many away. parts. Yeah. Uh, it's. Too much maintenance, um, you can buy a high-efficiency water heater, any of the other ones we've been talking about. And I think if you took the money that it takes to do this and bought solar PV, generating electricity, you'd be right. much better off spending your money. Because now, let's say this system costs, let's just call it $20,000 that to put this whole system in to heat this. Once you've got this tank full and you're done, all that money sitting on the roof doing nothing. It's not producing anything, so right. the, if you were to take that same investment and put it into PV, if you're really thinking solar, so you're going to do uh, and generate electricity, you put that up there. It's generating electricity all day long, whether you're using or not, because it's going to charge batteries in the house, and then after that, it's going to spin your meter backwards. And P- now you're now you're storing it. PV. Yeah, photovoltaic panels, electrical, generating electricity. So if you're thinking solar. You may want to take a different route. Um, what about...
0: I the, other pro- the other problem I think a lot of us have with, with solar is, yes, we have the sun and all that, but it, it don't look good on your roof.
1: <laughs> oh, come on.
2: Please.
1: <laughs> you don't like it? So no. just, to, just to go over. So you have the panels here. You can see cold water comes in the bottom. The heat, it rises. It goes up to the collector on the top, comes down through here. It goes through the heat exchanger. So this is now heating. It's And this is a separate loop system. So now... Goes through this heat exchanger, so the water that's going through your solar panels is not the the, the water that water you're, you're cooking drinking and and right. showering with. It goes through a heat exchanger, and so it it's exchanging the heat with the with this system, and that's what's heating the water in your tank, and that's what you're using. Now, can you take the water from your tank, go through the panels, and come back down? Yes, you can, but there you have uh, you have some issues with doing
0: impurities it. and and contamination and things like that. So it's a a closed loop system.
2: Yes.
1: Robbie's looking at me very confused.
2: Yes. So there's water running through the panels. Yes. That's heating the water in the water heater. Yes. But it's not the the water. It's not heating the water in the water heater. It's heating. So also the the water
0: in the pipes in the panels, it's not really water. It's usually like some kind of fancy science stuff with, you know, glycol, alcohol or whatever that it's, it transfers heat faster, heats up faster, whatever.
1: And, yeah, and it's, uh, it's food-safe uh, glycol. so um, Yeah. So that's that's how that system works. I would highly recommend into looking to something else. Now, if you had a laundromat or something that's using hot water all day long, great system to
0: install. You'll definitely
1: get your money back on
0: it. And you live in Arizona or Florida.
1: <laughs> there you go. Well, even up here, you know, even in the northern climates, as long as you've got a good sunny day, you'll you'll generate a good good amount of heat with it. So you might need more sure. panels.
0: What do you do the rest? The other three hundred and forty days.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: All right. What do we All got right. next, there, Fuzzy? See now there. Look at that. See you've got your you've got your tank. You know, these nice big panels. Wouldn't that look great on your roof, Rich? No. Yes. See now that heats it up. It goes through the tanks, and it's perfect. It's perfect. That that's a great system. I like the next one better though, Fuzzy. Now come on. There you go. How can you beat that? Couple of black so we barrels. I built that
0: before. That's a pool heater.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Care you ever do that for your pool? Just take the pipe out of the pump, run black tubing on top of your fence all the way around, let the sun heat it up on the fence and in the black on the, you know, on the black pipe, and then just dump it back in the pool.
3: Yep. That, I've I've seen it done painted with uh, aluminum cans too. I mean, oh yeah, those long aluminum cans and all that jazz. Yep, It's just. But you're saying just bite the bullet, get solar power. Yes, and have that solar power drive the uh, drive the system. Drive the whole yeah, house. Make up. Gotcha.
1: Because if you're going to spend twenty grand on a on a solar, you know uh, thermal system, once you heat forty gallons of water, you're done
0: you know, it's so just sitting there up yeah. until you do dishes or take another shower. The money's just sitting still,
1: right? You got 20 grand on your roof going, okay, I'm here. This is beautiful. It's not making you any money. It's not, it's not serving you well, that 20 grand. If you had it generating electricity, it's generated electricity all day long and it's working right. all day long. There's no moving parts to it. There's nothing really to service and check. You just got to go, you know, check the bolts, make sure everything's bolted down. But there's no moving mechanical parts that you have to really worry about. It just produces electricity.
3: Or
0: leaks.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, the thermal stuff will leak, right. Yeah, that's it. So... Um, All
0: right, you bash solar water enough.
1: Yes, okay. <laughs> I'm, am I done with that? So yes. I, I also wanted to talk a little bit more, and I wish we had our old... Um, what would you call that? That, that little, that 30-second spot we used to run where Robbie was worried about getting electrocuted. so oh, I,
2: th- I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> I just knew it. I was scared but, uh-huh. for the longest time.
1: Yeah. But now we can explain it to you.
2: No, you already explained it really good. Yeah? What's that? Is your water heater electric or gas?
1: Wait, well, you have a gas water heater.
2: And then Rich said, well, then you don't have to worry. That's right. Because people were hey. dying in their basements. People Still would are. come home still are and find their spouse dead on the floor or whoever uh-huh. dead on the floor and they would think it was a heart attack but it was really because they touched their hot water heater yes and so i was terrified that this was going to happen Did and then there's not- this product that you can buy and put on it sure yeah and then rich cut me down to size <laughs> Bam! Well, it's
0: just because yours is gas
2: because mine's gas <laughs> that's all it took yeah. Here's all
0: right so ron talk about grounding
2: well,
1: we we uh, electric. First, it has to be like uh, Robbie said. It has to be an electric water heater. So you can see these elements that, that come in here. These are running two hundred and twenty volts mm-hmm. through those, and those are those are immersed in the water. So go to the next shot there, Fuzzy. See, so now these are the heating elements that are in the water heater. Mm-hmm. What happens when that tube cracks? or uh, and allow cuz the heating element is inside of that tube. As so the heating
0: that, element is not actually in contact with the water. It's inside those tubes.
1: Correct. Heating those tubes that are then heating the water. But if you get a crack in that, the water then can seep in there and now your water is electrified.
3: And right. and by by heating element
0: you mean toaster coils.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. They yes. are toaster coils in your water heater. So now So what,
0: and And there's two ways those break. One is age. If they're just that old, they can break, wear out. But the other one is if you're installing a new water heater and you turn the power on before you fill the tank, you can crack that in two seconds.
1: Yep. So a brand new water heater can go bad or be a potential risk.
0: Become dangerous.
1: Yes. Simply because you turned these on before there was water in there. Do so, we
2: know enough not to do that? Who's telling no, us not to do that?
1: Just Bob. And now are Rich there
2: instructions? <laughs> do the instructions say don't turn it on until nope. you fill? No. Nope. You're kidding.
1: No. Nope. Well, who reads? When's the last time you installed a water heater and read the directions, Rich? Never. You, you you take them. You go. Oh yeah. You you don't. Nobody reads the directions.
0: Well, especially electric water heater. It's easy. You got two pipes tonight and a yeah. cord to plug in.
1: See, you connect the hot, the cold. you, you plug it in. You're done.
2: Boom, done. Walk off. Turn on the water and go. If you read the instructions, would it be in the instructions?
1: Maybe. I don't know. I I never install electric water heaters, so I I honestly...
0: I have, but I don't remember reading the instructions. I just made sure it was full before I turned it on.
1: (laughs) Yes. Fill it up. Make sure you've got water flowing through that. So you turn on the cold water inlet. You go to the nearest faucet. You turn on the hot water and you let that air out, let it flow until you've got good water flowing out of your faucet, and then you can turn, turn the faucet off and fire this up. Meaning, mm-hmm. not light it, but turn it on so that the electricity goes to it.
2: How does a house know, how does a homeowner know, is there a choice you can make between electric or gas water heater? Sure. Everybody has that choice, but how come people choose gas then?
1: Because it's cheaper to run, overall.
2: <laughs> then why have electric?
1: And it also heats the water
0: because, like, we don't have any gas available to us here. Yeah,
1: like for for he lives, and and if you live out in the country somewhere, you may not have access to gas or want to have the big propane tank in.
0: Well, and propane's a couple of bucks a gallon, so you know it gets expensive.
1: And you have to have it delivered all the time. Electricity's already there, so this is even though it's a high. This could be a high recovery water heater. The gas is going to heat it faster and and have that recovery and have that ready for. Uh, use again way faster than any electric can so there's convenience for it and uh and then the overall cost of of operation throughout the life cycle so that's why people would use gas if they've got natural gas or propane available
0: so we've had this discussion especially with bob who was a listener from the radio show days um the grounding wire on my water heater only goes to a thin metal cover plate right there on the top of the water heater
1: next 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 one there fuzzy other other direction keep going there you go so you have this little cover plate with a ground screw right there and that's generally where it stops
0: yeah that's that's the problem
1: right so here and here's what That
0: done. looks more like bonding than
1: yes so now what you want to do is you run a bare wire from that ground up to the up to the water pipe and from this side you jumper to the other side and now you're going to bond all that together. So if there's any difference in potential of electric, it's going to pick this up. And there's more that we're doing, but this is going to bond it and hopefully trip the breaker if there is any any leakage into the water system. Um, and now well, this...
0: Wait, yeah. is that only if you have a GFI breaker?
1: Yeah, which is what we're going to get to.
0: <laughs> now, I know that, but I just yeah. wanted to clarify that because I could go out in my garage right now, add that wire and it's not going to do it it's not going to trip the breaker it's
1: a it's a piece of the puzzle that uh, of making your water heater safe this yes. is a this is a piece of the puzzle and now you so need
0: so you need to get it bonded like that right. get everything together
1: and and now if you have a gas water heater you want to just run this from this side to the other side and over to the gas line and there the the, the building inspectors are now making us put this bonding wire from the gas pipe to both hot and cold water Obviously, it doesn't have this ground plug because it's gas, so we don't have to worry about hitting that ground terminal there. But right. we still do it with gas.
2: Why? Yes. Why do it with gas?
1: Because you could still have a you can still have a a potential for the the copper pipe or the water to be carrying some kind of electricity and it jumping it across. And by doing this, you're you're still tying it all together so that that way, If there's any difference in electrical potential in any one of those items, it's evening it out. Sorry. And? Because you don't want to come up, grab that, and then you're the fastest ground. Is because you're standing there, you're bare feet on...
0: Robbie, one of the weird things about when you have a fireplace, like with a standing pilot or a gas burner, when you burn gas, it creates static electricity or electrical charge. There's fireplaces with standing pilot light... That you just take a wire from the gas valve over to the wall, you put a switch, and it'll run milliamps through that, and you can hit that light switch, and it'll turn the gas valve on. Yep. So it's generated by that pilot light just through the thermal couple. Well, the same kind of theory holds there. If it's it's only in milliamps, very small amperage, but if you have a pacemaker, it can definitely mess you up. If you were touching one and grounded, it would pass through you. It could shut off your pacemaker.
2: So as far so as this, that's uh, why
0: bonding is important.
2: As far as the electric one, is this something new that we're learning? Yes. Really?
1: Yes. Because what Bob said is, people would go by, they would brush into the water heater, or they would grab something, bump into it, not realize it. It wouldn't the the shock wouldn't be strong enough to burn anybody or leave electrical burns on their body, but it is strong enough that it would it would knock your heart out, and but you'd take three or four steps, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. You're on the ground, and uh, coroners were just thinking people were having heart attacks when in fact it was not. And this could happen to anybody, any age. It's not just, you know, someone with a pacemaker.
2: Who installs right. a water heater? The plumber. Okay, do plumbers know this?
1: Some do, some don't. And that's what Bob was out there talking to us about. What was that, about a year ago he came out with this?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> and there there are now bulletins on this. So hopefully plumbers Yeah, the know. Consumer
0: Product Safety Council actually has issued... A bulletin regarding this now.
1: So, uh, and that's
0: Bob working on it.
1: That's right. Because uh, Bob's out there hustling, trying to get people to uh, learn more about it. Go to the next shot there. So, there you go. There's your just, that's just some wire, bare wire. Um, and there are and the clamps. Those
0: are clamp things.
1: Those go, those are the pipe clamps that go on the pipes. And then okay. the wire goes right in that little terminal right there. That yeah. was good. Yeah, wasn't it? I'm getting good at this. Practice. One is
2: Jed and one is Ellie Mae.
1: Is that what it is? Jed? Put a Jed clamp on it? Jed
2: and clamp it and Ellie (laughs) (laughs) May.
1: There you go.
2: Welcome back.
1: (laughs) You put a Jed on it. There you go. All right. So that's that's just your basic clamping kit. Uh, You would need one more of those if you had a gas, because you would put one of those on the gas pipe also, and then run that wire from there. And it has to run continuous through the whole thing. And yes. you don't wanna you don't wanna clamp it between the pipe and the clamp. You wanna make sure you're using that, that terminal right there to secure it. Yes. So that way it's nice and tight.
0: Because you have potentials for different for electrolysis because of different types of metals.
1: Right. And because the copper over time it, it you tighten it up, it could crush a little bit and become loose. And if you didn't tighten it up enough, now you all of a sudden you're not making a good connection. So that's why you want to use a screwed terminal connector like that. That way it's clamped down and it's tight. And with that, here's the last piece of the puzzle that is now required on water heaters, and this was not required, and that is a GFI breaker to run your electric water heater. So you've got your line one, <coughs> your line two.
0: My two hots and my, my neutral, my dedicated neutral to the bar.
1: Right, and then you've got your little push button right there, so if there are any of those milliamps that are trickling through or that heating element is now allowing electricity to get into the water this this gfi breaker gfci breaker will will uh recognize that and it
0: that's what jeff was probably halfway yeah. t- finished typing that into you <laughs> yeah
1: i know <laughs> i say gfi just to irritate him. so it's right. always good so uh make sure if you have an electric water heater that you do use one of these gfi breakers
0: it's critical. Yeah, but that hey, back you up, and this is Robbie's question. Yep. those GF, GFCI breakers are not cheap.
1: No, no, they're going to be sixty, seventy bucks.
2: But yeah. I don't, you know, to I guess potentially how, save your life. Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, I guess uh, how
0: much? It's been out there in the garage for ages. It's fine.
2: Yeah. Um, what's
1: what's the bill from the coroner going to be? Uh, you know.
0: It's just, well, if it's me on the slab, I won't know and I won't worry. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> just saying. But yeah, so they're about seventy, seventy-five bucks, whatever depends on Square D and you know right. whoever G, whatever. But um, yeah, no, it should be done as part of standard install on a water heater.
1: That's right. What so,
3: does GFCI stand for?
2: Ground, ground fault, fault. Oh. circuit interrupter. All right, Dang. high
0: five me there, sister. It's
2: just like See, she z- does z- learn z- stuff z- even z- by accident. Z- <laughs>
0: <laughs> just hear it often enough.
2: Yep. Exactly.
1: We just keep beating it into your skull, and it just so
2: to speak.
3: Yeah, and you got it figured out. And that will trigger on the little milliamps that, any, are, that are on there.
1: Any any difference in potential at all, those will trip and instantly. So that's why you have them in your in your bathrooms, in the garage, in in your unfinished basements, in your kitchen, around water. You have GFI breakers because as soon as it senses that, you can't get shocked from it. It it'll turn off faster than you can actually feel the shock.
3: How is that different than a normal breaker?
1: Because a normal breaker just lets the power go; it'll just yeah. let it flow.
0: It doesn't. It's not too worried while you No, you're it cooking.
1: doesn't. It doesn't care about you. <laughs> the GFCI <No>. cares about <laughs> you, Fuzzy. It has
2: something okay? to do with taking. It's a the bath breaker. and Dropping a hair dryer in the bathtub.
1: Correct. You can't if you
2: I don't understand how that how it could.
0: Well, didn't you ever do it?
1: You, you've never dropped a hair dryer in the tub.
2: Rich?
0: Go home, no. plug in an old air dryer into your GFCI outlet, no. and just throw it in the water, and okay. the power will go off instantly.
1: There's what and we'll do. We're going we're gonna to do that next week. No. Wanna, we'll do the test next week? No. We can do that. We'll have a GFI, no. a bucket of and water, a non- and a drill. We'll just drop the drill right in the water, and the drill will keep right on going. Well,
2: how are you going to test do- the water to see if it's electrified or not?
1: We can put a tester. I'm glad you said bucket
3: because I was like, man, I gotta find my swim trunks and everything else. Go
1: sit in a tub,
2: ladies. If you would like to see Fuzzy Robbie and his swim trunks, uh, no,
1: his wife doesn't even want to see that. Come that on, that
2: would be Ron at mightyhouse.net. Ron,
0: absolutely. So, should we talk
1: about one more thing that nobody does to their water heater? Clean it. Yeah, as
0: long as we're disassembling it to get a new dip tube and an anode <laughs> rod in there, we should probably clean all the junk out of the bottom. <laughs> clean the old rod out. <laughs>
1: That's
0: it. See, exactly.
1: here's all the leftover rod laying in the bottom here, because it's all it's all just falling apart. Um, right. And this is our buddy Bob, and it, the product that he uh, he has there called Maggie Rad, and you can get this at uh, all of oh, your 400- 410 something. Menard stores. That's right. There you go. So um, this... You take it out. You can you you take the prod. Oh, where is it? I got some right here. Do you have? Oh,
3: the... I get to use my close-up. Yeah, camera.
1: use your close-up camera. Yes. There you go. Ooh, fancy. Look at that. Is it a powder? This is a powder. Okay. Yes, it is a powder. And you would for forty gallons, you would use two of these. Um, and you so you mix that up. You pour that into the water heater. You get it mixed. How do you up.
0: get it in the water heater?
1: Well, you got to take out the, the one of these right here. You take out your dip tube. You've got a funnel. You can pour it in there. You drain out the old. In
0: the dip tube side or in the anode rod side?
1: Yes. Anode rod. This is the anode rod. Yeah, not, yes. Not the dip tube. You don't want to take the pipes out. So you can, you can run it through this, or if you don't want to take that out, you can also take the uh, pressure relief valve off if you've got it on the top and run it down in that also. So
2: there's not a lid?
1: There's no lid, no. Okay. Sorry.
0: Okay, because that's something Bob has also mentioned, and people watching this will notice that we've mentioned Bob a number of times. Yes. And his last name is from Northbrook.
1: Yes. <laughs> um,
0: so Bob from Northbrook, he actually writes manuals. Yes. For water heaters. I totally. mean, this guy—it's that's him. Yeah. So it's not some guy's opinion. Well, I guess in a sense it is, but yeah. it's a very well-educated opinion.
1: Yes. Yes, it is.
0: So we've learned all, probably more than we ever wanted to about water heaters. But going back to it, when you the, probably the best place to do is take out the anode rod, pull the pressure relief valve because that should be replaced at the same time.
1: Yes. Which, I don't know, do we, do we have one over there, Fuzzy? Can you see one on the table? Yeah. I don't know if I've got a pressure relief oh, valve over there. Pressure.
2: Well, yeah. No, I've got just
1: regular well, valves. Well. I'm, I, I think we already used them all up. We had a bunch there, but so do we you replace them. So do you
2: put this in, swish it around, drain it? Do you put yep. it in? Okay. How you often? swish
0: it around, just rock that water heater? <laughs>
2: <laughs> if so, this water heater is not.
1: No, so you would drain out the water. First First, drain out the water. Turn off your cold water. Okay. And and then that way you drain the water out.
2: Then you put that in.
1: Then you pour that in there. Okay. And then you would turn the cold, you know, then close the valve on the bottom, turn it on, and let that cold water go down there, and it'll stir everything up, and it'll help clean it. And if you've never... And
0: then did you let it sit for a half hour or something?
3: There's, there's actually like 15 steps on the bottle. Yes. Which is pretty neat.
0: Well, so, if you knew Bob from Northbrook... You're lucky you got it so, down to 15.
1: So you need to follow these directions right here. How's that for exact right. how to do it?
0: So one other tip I'll give you, though, is before you turn off your cold water to drain the tank, Yep. leave the water on and open up your drain valve. Now, you turn off the electric yep. or turn off the gas, Yep. but open up that because you need the water pressure sometimes to clean that drain out. If yep. it's got all the crud in it and you open it with no pressure, it could take, two days to drain your tank (laughs) yes so you want to open up that drain valve and blow it clean you know tie your garden hose to it yep and open that up so that you can clear that drain and if the drain is flowing well then go ahead close it turn off your water and then drain the tank
1: right and you can you don't necessarily if even if you don't have any of this you can still drain the system turn it on and then flush it (laughs) and as that water goes down to the bottom it will stir a lot of that loose debris up and it will come out the, the the drain um, what this does then, once you've gotten all the loose stuff, this gets in there and actually breaks that apart and cleans it right back down to the original steel and gets rid of all that. So, if you turn on your water heater or you walk by it and you hear it bubbling all the time, or it sounds like it's popping, that's because of all the debris on the bottom of your water heater. And that's just reducing the efficiency. Yes, Robbie?
2: Maybe this is a completely different subject, but well, what if you have heat in the walls and you can hear bubbling and stuff in the walls? That's air. That's air. That's, that's completely the, different. Yeah. Okay. Sorry.
1: That is air that's in the system. and uh,
2: it, Not coming from the water heater? No. Hopefully okay. not. Never mind. Uh, if you have no, a boiler. It's a, you, it's
0: a legit question. Yeah. It's if you have from a, the boiler. But. Yeah.
1: If you have a boiler, the same thing. Your boiler should be cleaned and serviced. With Maggie Rad? He has a different product for that. Yes. But yes. There's a product for that also.
3: If I have a boiler, why do I need a water heater?
0: Well, it's different. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you can have one making domestic hot water as yeah. well as heating your home.
1: Yes, they, they do have those systems. So if you want one boiler, the problem is now you're running this big boiler to heat your house during the summer. So your boiler is still running just to heat water. So, you know, you've, you've got a huge Gosh. burner in there in that boiler system. So that's, that's one of the reasons why having a separate system is a little more efficient. So uh, so now you've got that cleaned out. You've put in a new dip tube if you needed it. You've put in your anode rod, and you reassemble the whole thing.
0: You basically rebuilt your water heater.
1: Yes, and now you can have a water heater that everybody goes, oh, it's seven, eight years old, it needs to be replaced. You can get these. T- if you do this maintenance, they'll have them last in 20, 30 years. And the efficiency, of, especially if it's a high-efficiency one, there's no reason to be swapping it out.
0: Well, all that junk laying on the bottom just acts as insulation to prevent your water from heating. Right. So you want to get that out of there to increase the efficiency again. And then what do you think about water heater blankets to save money?
2: <laughs> no, you put blankets? the... Blankets? Yes. The, insulation? Yes, insulation.
1: No. The, yeah. The, this whole tank is already highly insulated. That blanket and the new squash. ones, especially
0: a few years ago, they changed the code on the, the no, they you know, said Department you're supposed of energy to put changed the minimum standards. those blankets they sell to wrap your water heater are an absolute waste of money, yes, and you they look terrible it. too,
1: yeah. yeah, they don't look good, it's not as clean, so you it's not necessary to spend your hey, money.
2: don, <laughs> take it off, take that ugly thing off. I've been telling you. I've been telling you for a long time. <laughs> Take it off. You know who said so? Ron and Rich. Uh, I know you listen to them, not
1: me. Okay. Bye. Let's see. Sorry. Back, back to the show. Back to the show. All right. There we go. So how we doing there, Fuzzy? We're good? Yeah. All right. So with that, I think that covers all of our water heater stuff, doesn't it? Is there any, anything? It does.
0: But so if we left you with more questions than answers, or if you have uh-huh. any questions, just reach out to any one of us. It's rich at mightyhouse.net. Or rich Ron at
1: mightyhouse.net. Ron at mightyhouse.net.
0: Or even Robbie at MightyHouse.net. She always forwards them to us.
1: Rich at MightyHouse.net. Rich rich at MightyHouse.net. That's really the only email you need to really think about.
0: Yeah, well, Rich has to go check that one of these days. He keeps forgetting.
1: (laughs) Ouch.
0: I know. It actually has been about a a good week. Oh, yeah. Or six.
1: So do we have time for an email of the week or not?
3: Uh, If you'd like, my first question is, how many gallons
1: do you need per person? Oh, Good question. I don't know. We've got 40, 40, 50 gallons is really the most common one that you'll find.
2: Yeah. How many different sizes are there? Oh, there's plenty. From
0: 30 to 80. Yeah. and I mean, and then you go into real commercial.
2: Right.
1: Right. And 100 gallon, you know. But in in a home, 40 is probably the average. 40 to 50 would be a a really common one that you would find. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's generally more than enough. How dirty are you, Fuzzy? <laughs> Depends on whether or not you have a Whirlpool tub or not. Because well, some of those Whirlpool tubs will hold 60 gallons. And right. 40 won't fill it up.
3: Well, I'm one of those right. lucky apartment dwellers that has a boiler in, in our, uh, our basement. So I have unlimited hot water.
1: <laughs> Where there you go. Want it? <laughs> that's good. So there you go. So depending on... On the size of your home, you may need, need more more than one. But uh, in most cases, a 40 or a 50 is going to be plenty for, for anybody yeah. that's doing it.
0: Well, I mean, the houses we build are typically master suite on one end of the house, uh-huh. secondary bedrooms on the other end. And the kitchen's usually outside by the master or whatever. But we end up putting a water heater on each end of the house, loop the cold water for pressure balancing, right, and then each side has its own hot water loop, And then that way you're reducing the amount of activity. And if only the master, you know, only the owners are in, the other water heater just sits there idling.
1: Right. And you're not heating 80 gallons of water constantly.
3: Well, it sounds like you're not wasting that cold water run either. You're not wasting the gallon or so for that.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly it.
3: So there you go.